2: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. A M slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing
0: media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network,
3: iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.
4: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
1: The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. iHeart Country. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.
5: Follow the Prophet is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. Social media can really redefine what quote-unquote social means. And it could be used to connect people with ways to help each other. And at other times, it could be used to destroy people. The current phenomenon is what we call cancel culture. We're going to take a look at that, where it came from, and where it could be going. Plus, we'll talk to someone who has used social media to help businesses of all sizes get the word out about them. He's going to give us insight into modern day public relations and help you discover ways to get your name out there. I'm David Grasso, and this is Follow the Profit. You looking to get rich quick? Well, there's plenty of podcasts out there for that. This isn't one of them. When you listen to my podcasts, we're going to deconstruct what's happening economically, politically, socially, and culturally so that you can use your money to help you. There's one phrase that has been used so much recently that I'm kind of tired of hearing it, and I might get canceled for saying this. And you've heard everyone saying it. Politicians, entertainers, college students, people on LinkedIn, evidently. The phrase we're going to look at is cancel culture. Canceled, canceled, canceled. So, we've looked up what that means, but let's give you what the media thinks it is. Vox.com says that canceling someone actually comes from 1991, the term. Of course, we've been canceling each other since, you know, civilization started. But back in 91, there was a Wesley Snipes film in New York City where he plays a gangster. And in one scene, his girlfriend loses it because of the violence that he's involved in. The gangster's response, well, And i'm using wesley snipes words here cancel that i'll buy myself another one oof that wouldn't be allowed today from that point canceling in that context occasionally occurred in music reality tv and then on social media in 2014. from there canceling just got bigger and some examples of this cancel culture was used against the late michael jackson after the documentary was released of how he treated kids at his ranch which of course is the neverland ranch in california And these days, if you try watching a movie from, let's go down the list, Woody Allen, Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, uh, are we allowed to enjoy those anymore because of the allegations brought up against them? I really don't know. And there are other people of all shapes, colors, and sizes who have been canceled on Twitter, Facebook, and social media, including regular folk like firefighters, teachers, pastors, truck drivers. And that's because they decided to express a harsh thought or opinion. And that suddenly enraged a large enough group of people that they seek to cancel them. So one side of cancel culture is that it's a form of tangible justice and it's immediate, it's swift. It's judge, jury, executioner, all at the same time. And even though there are courts of law for the accused, canceling someone in social media is now the equivalent of wearing the scarlet letter. If you've ever read uh, that novel, I had to read it in high school. And suddenly a permanent brand of your online self that will follow you for the rest of your life in perpetuity (laughs) will continue to haunt you as long as someone Googles your name. Well, the other side of cancel culture, and there is a fair point to be made with this, is that cancel culture limits people. Sometimes people deserve to be canceled because their behavior is really that bad. It makes them less free to express their thought and opinion, of which probably isn't making our world better. And really, it helps control us, right? Because it increases our fear of retaliation from people in an online forum that can just blow up overnight. And that speed and breadth makes it more difficult to defend oneself from allegations and of course things are that much worse if there's a video attached to it which of course we all carry smartphones in our pocket and they have a handy camera on them so if you catch this on camera it's going to make the person who got cancelled a lot more difficult to rebuild their credibility even if they express sorrow or remorse for said comments or actions you know i think cancel culture has been going on since the dawn of time. We just have a name for it. Back in the 90s, in the Stone Ages, when I grew up, when someone wasn't well, they're like, oh, she's not well. Now these days, it's like, oh, she's bipolar, or she suffers from depression, or he's a bully, and we have all these labels for everything. Cancel culture's been going on for a really, really long time. People have been getting canceled, but not as quickly as they do now. What happens now is that everything's on social media. Before, when you went to school, you got bullied, you got canceled, and guess what happened at the end of the day? You got right back on the school bus and went home, and it was done. And you could rest, and you could turn on the TV and forget about everything. Well, now... The cancel culture and social media follows you home, and while you're sleeping, people are bullying you and trying to cancel you. And that's really what is destabilizing our culture. I don't feel like our culture has changed that much. I feel like the median by which we communicate with each other has changed. And that's why cancel culture is such a blunt force these days. It's because it's 24-7, 365, can't stop, won't stop. And that's of course a hashtag that was popularized by Miley Cyrus. The phrase public relations is deceptively simple. It means communicating with the public in a relatable fashion. PR, PR, PR. We hear about it all the time. This is so grounded in history. From cave paintings of animals to Egyptian hieroglyphics to warehousing the world's knowledge on thousands of scrolls in the library in Alexandria. Up until the 1400s, really, people had to travel to get their information. And when the printing press was made, information went to the people. And in 600 years, Humanity's now at the point where the public, we the people, can get as much information as we want when we want it. Let's face it, we all have an encyclopedia in our pocket, and that's a smartphone. But how do you communicate effectively in today's world? There's a lot of noise. Or put another way, how do you get your message, your brand to the public in a relatable manner? Our next guest specializes in that goal. He's the co-founder of Otter PR. He's a friend of mine, and he's had a long journey as an entrepreneur. He's also a doctor. He's an overachiever (laughs) and a mentor. So you get a sense. We're going to try to figure out where to best put your time and energy to not only start your business, but get your message out there. So Dr. Jay Feldman, how are you doing today?
6: I'm doing well, and David, thank you so much for having me. I'm Dr. Jay Feldman, co-founder of Otter PR, and cancel culture. I'm actually a unique victim of cancel culture. It's actually what got me interested in PR in the first place. So tell me about that. So as a medical doctor and as an institutional medical doctor working with Adventist Health Hospital, I was also a social media influencer at the time and posted something on social media that the medical community on Twitter did not like and essentially canceled me.
5: So what did you post exactly?
6: So it was a picture of me. It was an attractive picture of me. And the caption was, ready for your pelvic exam. And it was a, a, a long description on why females should actually go get their OBGYN exams and why males should take a, an interest in doing this. What's funny
5: though, Jay, since this is audio, you're a good looking guy. So <laughs> if, if you follow him on Instagram, you're gonna notice whatever your sexuality is, you are an attractive man. So that is an essential part of the story.
6: Thank you, David. And I, I know the picture and the caption didn't even relate to each other in my mind, but it was only, you know, it was quite instantly when that was taken completely out of context, spun, and said that I was sexualizing OBGYN exams.
5: But I imagine because you are a thirst trap that women paid attention, and it is important to get a pelvic exam,
6: isn't it? It is. It's very important to follow up. And at the time, my mother was a victim of not getting her routine OBGYN exams, and a large mass was found in her uterus, and that's what kind of sparked that post. Uh, so yes, uh, absolutely women need to keep up with this, and that was what I was trying to encourage. But, and it was funny, my program director even said to me, if, if you didn't look how you did, this wouldn't have even been an issue, it wouldn't have come up. So it's, it's, it's really funny how these things happen, and that eventually led me into PR, which is a funny thing too.
5: So how did you understand the value of PR then? Because you look the way you do, you can't really choose that. <laughs> you were born a, a tall male with black hair and a handsome face, and that may hurt you or help you depending on the
6: context. So that's actually what sparked my interest in PR. It's how do I now communicate with the public? Like, what is my next move after this happens? And granted, I also believe cancel culture, there's a place for it. It's accountability versus cruelty. And it's now hovering a very gray line. But that's really what got me interested in it in the first place. Now that this has happened, how do I communicate? What are my steps from here? I knew nothing about that at the time. So I went searching for answers. And this is how most businesses, I think, are started, and that's how Otter PR was first started.
5: So this is our local hospital system that did this to you.
6: Yeah, the Adventist Health Hospital System, run by the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Uh, I'm also a Jewish male. I don't know if that played a part, but it was the church leadership who eventually made this decision. And it was a you know a horrifying time in my life. From there, you know, I pretty much crawled into a hole and and figured out how to then communicate, uh, dissected this cancel culture. So I'm definitely the right person to be on the other side of this mic, talking about it, passionate about it. And for those who have been canceled after me, they need to seek out PR. They need to seek out help because a lot of them don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond. And it's so important to take the right steps as fast as you possibly can. So what do you do, Jay? You wake up and you got canceled. (laughs) What do you do next? (laughs) Uh, Well, in my case, I suck help. But now if somebody's listening to this and they woke up and they got canceled, there's basically three steps and they're pretty easy to remember, they're three A's. The first thing is acknowledgement. You wanna actually say, yes, I made a mistake.
5: Did you apologize?
6: Of course, yeah. But you know, I think it took me too long to apologize because I did, I went out there and I I sought help. And they taught me these steps and by the time that they did, it was too late. Uh, So first step is acknowledgement. Don't deny, once you get caught in a lie or you're denying that you made a mistake, you're in big trouble, and it's going to be much harder to climb out of that hole. So step one is say, yes, I, I did this, I regret it, I'm a human, I made a mistake, and that leads to step two, which is apology. You have to post a public apology, and you need to be sincere about it. Third A is action. So acknowledgement, apology, and finally action. So I did something wrong, you guys, I'm really sorry, I'm a human, like, I'm learning from this, it will never happen again. And then what are you gonna do going forward to either change your behavior, change yourself as a person, or use this as a spark to benefit humanity?
5: Wow, well that's really good. So were you scared when it first happened to you because you were vulnerable, weren't you?
6: Scared is an understatement. And I think the more institutional ties that you have, and that's really what cancel culture is looking for, how are we going to destroy them? What can we take away from them? And because I had the institutional ties, And the goal of cancel culture is to make the institution aligned with you. So the institution wants to cut that alignment and that has to do with partnerships, you know, whether they're sponsors, institutions, uh, people and business partners, they want to associate, say you're called a racist and people are canceling you, you know, and not that David, David's not at all, but
5: <laughs> oh, I'd, 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 have, I'd have trouble with that because I myself is a, mi- a minority and my husband and I are both Hispanic, but we're different races. And as for well. those
6: of you who are listening and not watching, I was so surprised when I learned David was Hispanic, but absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I use the mean girl line. You can't just ask people why they're white. So say David's being canceled. <laughs> he hates Hispanics. Cancel David. And now they're going to come after the institutional ties. They're going to come after Bold TV and say, you don't want to be associated with him. How can you possibly be you know, associated with David? Look how horrible he is. You got to fire him or everyone's going to stop listening to your show. And it works. You know, that's that's the message. That's the call to action. And the bigger the institution, the more reputable institution, they, the faster they are to cut those ties. So that was the scariest part. And that's the, the thing that you need to watch out for. And for those of you who are now doing what I do, you know, I'm independent. There's, there's nothing you can take away from me or, you know, I, I own everything that I do. And sure, you can still try and cancel me and I'm sure I'm cancelable and I'm still gonna be aware of it for the rest of my life. But those institutional ties are what puts you in danger. So what
5: do you do now if, uh, since you're affiliated with that, uh, there's only two hospital systems here in, in Orlando. Is, is that why you're moving uh, 140 miles the other way?
6: No, I've pretty much decided that based on my personality and what I want to accomplish and the messaging that I want to send out and the doctor that I want to be, uh, it'll only work if I do it my own way. So that's what I plan to do. No hospitals, no associations. I'm going to own everything that I create, everything that I say, and all of my businesses. It's all going to be me.
5: Okay, so tell us a little bit about that entrepreneurship and control because you know it's not easy to do what you and your business partner, Scott, do. I see you guys grinding. It's not very glamorous because I'm usually grinding across the hall from you. We, we actually, we're in the same co-working space here, so.
6: <laughs> and you're absolutely right. It's not glamorous, it's not easy, and it's not right for everybody. So those of you who are listening who are like, I'm at risk of being canceled. I should go and start my own thing. I was an entrepreneur long before I got quote unquote canceled. Uh, so this is something that's been in my blood that I that I love to do, and that's you know a part of me. So f- for me this was a natural transition. But you know you're absolutely right. It's it's not glamorous, and the road is is tenuous. It's emotional. It's up and down, and a lot of people aren't cut out for it. And that's that's all it that needs to be said. Entrepreneurship is hard. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right
1: back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought
0: in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
1: This is Uncanny USA.
2: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. (laughs)
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
7: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy.
0: Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
4: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time.
2: ramp.com slash easy com slash easy Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank
0: members of DIC terms and conditions apply I'm Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty, we're the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores stories that are important to your life and important to the world the election of course, the many trials of Donald Trump, couple of wars gender bending madness why are kids looking at so much social media and we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left wing media spin.
0: Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and
3: Getty Show to start listening.
4: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with the seven every weekday. So follow the seven right now.
1: The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. iHeart Country. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll. Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.
5: So one of the things that's scary, Jay, though, is that even as an independent entrepreneur, you can still get canceled through things like PayPal and Venmo and Facebook and Google and Twitter. And we see how fast they move even when you're quote-unquote independent so how do we protect ourselves
6: honestly with how society is nowadays and how social media is nowadays we protect ourselves in everyday life and this is something i was actually talking to my friends about over this past weekend i was at a bachelor party and everywhere we went it's like no pictures no texts we're going to get canceled for the littlest thing and people are aware now and you have to be aware we have to know our surroundings. We have to know what we're saying. We have to be cognizant of every word, every picture, every person that we associate ourselves with, and it's terrifying. It's hard to have an opinion, and I don't really know what you mean by getting canceled on Venmo. I I've never seen that happen. I've never you know been in that position. But
5: well, I mean, if you violate some sort of terms, uh, I'm specifically referring to like getting deplatformed, and all of us get deplatformed
6: to an extent. Like Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're right, and I've, you know, I think in general, as long as people have opinions, and they're practicing freedom of speech, and they're not breaking any laws, and they're not at a risk to society like Donald Trump was, <laughs> and inciting <laughs> riots and all this stuff. I don't take any political side, by the way. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think general general opinions are at risk for being deplatformed. Uh, you know, I may be wrong; it might be trending in that direction, especially with you know more scrutiny and and rules and regulations coming into what qualifies as news on Facebook and things like that. But the moral of the story is we have to be careful.
5: Yeah, no. And I understand the other side of that is these platforms have to be careful as to what they they qualify as news. And we're currently going through the verification process, and it's actually pretty thoughtful. So, you know, and if you don't do that, then we risk uh, repeating what happened in 2016. So that's a big problem. What have you learned so far as an entrepreneur, as a PR person? So let's, let's, why don't we z- zone in on the, the personal brand? Cause everyone has a brand, even if you have 99 followers on Instagram, you have a brand. How do you, what is your brand and how do you do it?
6: So my brand has evolved, especially with everything that's happened. You know, I went from medical student influencer. That was my brand. It was reached. It was four other medical students and nurses and PAs. And then it was a doctor. I was a you know a resident practicing physician. It was giving healthcare advice, and then my, my brand changed again to entrepreneur. By the way, this is not my advice to anyone else. My advice is to find a brand and stick to it. Find one thing. But my life has been a little bit all over the place, and now I help other people create their brands, which is fun. So what would you do if you were had to do it all over again? Stick with one thing? Stick with one thing and pick something that caters to the masses. Uh, I would pick something not so niched down like gardening or cat clothes pick something i love gardening by the way <laughs> and gardening might be bigger than i think it is but i'm not a gardener myself I, I love
5: tropical botany so you can imagine you can only do that in south florida you can't even do it in orlando so that's
6: really niche i've killed every plant that i've ever owned including cactuses and succulents all dead
5: you can't even kill it that's that's impossible try me <laughs> <laughs> so you have a brown thumb or a black yeah. thumb or whatever the opposite of a green thumb is
6: black thumb but anyways choosing your personal brand Uh, So pick something that you're passionate about is one, passionate and authentic. If you try and be a a finance entrepreneur, finance brand, and you don't love finance, you're not watching finance videos and consuming finance information every single day, you're not going to do well because you're not going to be authentic and it's not going to last. So pick something that you love. I mean, if you love gardening, then that's going to be your brand. But your brand is what people are going to connect with and follow for your passion, for your expertise, for your subject matter expertise
5: so one of the things i've been impressed about you and your business partner among other things has been your hiring practices your your staff looks like a united colors and benetton commercial and you do a really good job of having people from every walk of life is that on purpose or is
6: that just by accident you know i want to say it's by accident but i feel like there's some deep part of us that knows and has talked about that people from different walks of life bring different ideas bring different opinions bring different ways of thinking uh so yeah i think we both had that conversation a long time ago that we want our office to look like that and it's
5: your office looks like the street in front of us it's everyone
6: yeah but you're absolutely right we have 70 year old women we have straight out of college latinos we have gays and we absolutely love the culture that we've created and everybody gets along so well you know it, it's amazing to there's s- conservatives and liberals in there
5: too i've noticed
6: there is and we don't talk politics and we don't go there and it's it's great we just have so much fun as united front uh for the business for friendship you know there's dogs running around and it's an absolute blast
5: yeah no you you guys have you got the workplace culture down and i've actually been stealing your notes because you know we're fully virtual right now because my whole staff is back in new york but when the world is normal again i'm 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 taking notes as to you know the type of culture you've built and it's funny because it's multi-generational it's multi-racial and it's it's uh Class, you have a uh, economic diversity too because you have people who come from wealthy families, people who come from poor families. You know, like that's really important in terms of PR to have representation.
6: 100%. And it's also important for PR to represent people that are are like them and, and mesh well with our clients. And we have clients from all walks of life too. So we have to represent that in our publicist team and our writing team. And I think you're, you're right. Because of how diverse it is, I think that gives us a unique business edge, too.
5: Yeah, and that's always the thing about diversity, is people always think it's the right thing to do, but there's a little thing, hint, hint, it's actually the profitable thing to do.
6: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's a common misconception, too. People think they need to meet racial quotas. Like, no, it's, it's good for business, it's good for profits, it's good for ideas, and I think it's been one of the main factors that's attributed to our growth over the past year and a half.
5: One of the areas that's growing in our economy faster than any other, uh, you know, sector is healthcare. So, what's your general feel since you were inside, you know, the carcass that is healthcare, which is almost twenty percent of our economy? What do you think about healthcare?
6: Well, this is a whole probably series on its own to discuss the the broken healthcare system and what can be done, and. I mean, there's, there's so many, so multifactorial, and that's the reason that we're having so, many tr- so much trouble fixing it. It's such a big boat that's hard to steer, and there's so much money involved that there's people calling shots, and I want it out of it, I'm not going to lie. The, the, the hospital systems, the clinic systems, the pharmaceutical industry, it's broken. And doctors have to stick to one certain dialogue, or they risk being canceled. You can't Talking or neg- being sued, or rather, being, yeah, or losing their medical license, which probably would have happened to me eventually, or getting you know, un- unboarded or something like that. Because I, I do have strong opinions and strong feelings about this. And well,
5: air that we don't censor here, we we actually believe in free speech here. So please, by all means, yeah, and
6: no, this is not going to come to a surprise to anyone. But the level of control that pharmaceutical industry has over the healthcare system is terrifying, they're controlling the clinical trials, which doctors. That's the only thing that they can go by when they're prescribing treatment is what is actually clinically proven. And the pharmaceutical industry only benefits from clinically proving their medications. So there's a lot of natural remedies that will never get backed by by medicine. Be- because because it's, they don't make money off of it. There's no money in it. There's things like ozone therapy, which is proven to treat a, a wide range of disease that is never going to get medically backed because there's no money in it. There's a lot of treatments that we prescribe that we can do for ourselves, such as white cell transplantation where you take out your natural killer cells, you multiply them and you shoot them back into your own body, treats a wide range of disease, including cancer. And it's something that we'll we'll never probably experience or be able to do here because it puts the pharmaceutical industry at risk. And there's a, a laundry list of things just like that, that I plan on voicing, getting out to the public so that people can be empowered to make their own decisions. And not just hear the one-sided dialogue going on by the medical industry.
5: Well, you have to follow the profit. That's the name of this podcast. And you know, I'm not touting my own name, but you have to follow the money to understand for-profit healthcare. And by the way, I don't think socialized healthcare is the answer either. No, but our
6: system right now doesn't work. No, and the food system is the you know the root cause of it. The food and the education system. We're never going to be able to fix healthcare as long as we have people getting sick as early and as fast and then keeping themselves sick for as long as they do. And that goes back to their education, it goes back to the food system, it goes back to primary care. And there's a a lot of areas that need fixing, just really so many.
5: Can you touch on that a little bit? Because primary care is really important and people kind of miss that out because they show up to the hospital half dead and they forget to go to the doctor regularly.
6: Sure, so primary care is ideally, it's, it's treating someone before the disease incurs. And then there's secondary care and tertiary care. Tertiary care is usually what happens in a hospital when someone's having a heart attack. It's the interventions after somebody is very sick.
5: So... How does healthcare have such positive PR if they're really making all these mistakes? And it's it's so multifactorial, as you said. You have hospitals and pharmaceutical companies and clinics, and we're bearing the lead here, insurance companies, which are probably the worst of them all. So how, how do they have such positive PR when they're literally eating our lunch?
6: You know, there's a lot of sides to this, and healthcare is an amazing thing, too. The innovations that we've had, the positive things that they're doing. If I were to get cancer, in America, that's and it's better than any other country. Now, we talked about branding earlier. The reason I think healthcare has such positive PR is money. You know, you can you can pay to get your message out there. Like Advent Health, you walk around Orlando and you see their branding everywhere. Oh,
5: and I'm a patient, of course. And by the way, their hospital in Celebration, where I live, is beautiful. stunning, and their service is impeccable.
6: Yeah, and it's a non for profit hospital, which mm. only means they have to spend all of their extra profits, yeah, on a couple of a couple of things, making their system beautiful and branding. That's where they spend most of their money. Is on and PR. they do a
5: great job. Yeah, yeah, they have the best PR. They're the nicest people in town. In Celebration, they're very influential.
6: Yeah. So you ask why they have good PR? They have to spend all of their extra money on on that good PR, on plastering their beautiful slogans all over our buses and our stadiums. Well, they're
5: really interesting because their old name was Florida Hospital, and they had to change that because I imagine because of uh, SEO. Because Florida Hospital is too generic of a name for the digital era. So they're a funny PR case study in itself.
6: Yeah, and I, I believe the reason they changed it was because they're multi-state. They're not just in Florida. And they wanted to come under one unified brand. Advent Health is an inter- interesting choice that they actually chose to be like represented by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which as a medical doctor, as a man of science, you know, it's usually like church and science are two separate things. So I thought that was a unique decision. And even walking through their hospital, you see pictures of Jesus holding the scalpel. And I'm like, I, I, that's not somewhere I would want to go.
5: <laughs> well, you know, in, in defense of their religious stuff, they're, they're I know a lot about Adventists, you know, thinking, and they, they are very health first. Yeah. So I, I, I know that, you know, for, for non-religious folks and religious minorities, seeing Jesus with the scalpel might, you know, <laughs> trigger them, but the Advent, the Adventists really try hard to push healthcare and, above all, diet. There, there. If you go to their cafeteria, they tr- they're trying to help people make the right choices with food. And uh, you know, since I grew up here with and knowing a lot of Adventists growing up, I, I think they're trying in their own way to promote you know healthy eating
6: and healthy habits. So uh, I'll take your word for it. I don't know the backstory on the Seventh Day Adventists, but. You know, I agree. Uh, if they're they're prioritizing diet and nutrition, then good for them. I, at, le- at least do that in your hospital because so many hospitals don't. I can't even tell you the amount that I've been in that have a Dunkin' Donuts or a McDonald's right there in their lobby, and it's broken.
5: No, no, Advent Health isn't like that. So I've been going to their cafe since 1997. I'm dating myself, but yeah, they <laughs> uh, they are primarily they do not drink. They limit their meat eating, which is probably my worst sin, as I eat too much meat because I love it. Grass-fed, I hope? No, no, most of the time it's corn-fed. I'm a typical gringo American, you know, eating the terrible diet that's probably literally breaking my heart. But, you know, the Adventists tried to tell me when I was a kid, so hats off to them. We're gonna take a quick break here. Be right back.
2: Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Supply.
3: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin.
0: Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your
3: free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.
4: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
1: The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. iHeart Country. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green Ashley McBride Brothers Osborne Walker Hayes All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center Saturday, May 4th Stream only on Hulu Starting at 8pm Eastern, 5 Pacific From BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought
0: in that moment Oh my God We've summoned something from this board
1: This is is uncanny usa
2: he says somebody's in the house and i screamed
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
2: this podcast is sponsored by ramp are you the decision maker in your company consider this for the first time in decades there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. businesses that use ramp add up to five percent to their bottom line the first year if you're a decision maker adding ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made and now get 250 dollars when you join ramp for free just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of
0: DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We
3: cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin.
0: Listen to Armstrong and Getty on demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open
3: your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty show to start listening.
4: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time.
1: The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival presented by Capital One. iHeart Country. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Yeah. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center, Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.
5: So, tell me a little bit about your relationship with your business partner, because uh, that's a, been a fascinating relationship. Because you two are like basically a gay couple. You're, you go, you go around everywhere. He's a, he's a, he's a very, very
6: smart guy. We're very smart in different ways, not to toot my own horn, but I've been doing business with Scott, who I went to the University of Florida with. We both graduated 2014. Yay, more Florida people. More Florida people. We sort yeah, but of...
5: you're smart like me, so, yeah. so so you don't impress me. I'm more impressed by him because he has all the skills that I don't.
6: Yeah, and you know, I think that's how great business partners should be and should operate, is very complementary skills and equal and complementary. That makes things easier. So, like you, I'm the creative, I'm the marketing, I'm the branding, I'm the one who goes on air and does the videos and stuff like that, whereas Scott is very analytical. He loves numbers. He's an engineer. He's loves operations and managing people, all the stuff that I hate to do. Hate it, hate it with my gut. You don't like that? I love management. Hate management. Really? Yep. When I have to fire someone or... You, I mean, I don't think anyone enjoys that, Jay. You're right. Scott does <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I feel like he does he's like, I'll do it, but you're right I, you know one I' like to think no one enjoys firing people, but the hiring process, the training process, you know putting systems in place with like hierarchical and meetings none of that stuff uh it interests me at all. See, I love that stuff <laughs> so I guess I'm a little piece of both of you yeah, maybe and maybe. I'm sure you know. Not everybody is one or the other, right right Right. brain or left brain. I'm sure you're a fusion. I'm
5: colorblind. I have no design ability, so I didn't get that part. Might need your help with that. Colorblindness interests me. I didn't know that about you. I have two different types of colorblindness. So, yeah. yeah. Don't ask me design questions. So where do we learn more about you
6: if we want to follow you? So if you want to follow me and see some of the things I'm up to, uh, Instagram's probably one of the best places, at Dr. J Feldman. I'm also on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. But Instagram is going to be your best spot, and you'll be able to connect with me and send me a message, and that's my home.
5: Are you willing to announce your next project with YouTube and whatnot that you're planning on doing?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the process of building my studio now. Now that I'm officially deinstitutionalized, I'll be able to share.
5: Shim- <laughs> Jay, that sounds like you got out of the nut house. I'm now- out of the
6: house. I'm out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're not in the medical system, what are you doing? Uh, so now I want to you know, empower people. Uh, with medical knowledge and news and opinions that they weren't previously getting. And I've looked. They do not exist because most doctors, credential, DOs, or MDs, are not able to give their opinion. And I want to change that because I think people deserve it. And I'll be doing that on YouTube. I'll be doing medical news. I'll be doing information on diet, nutrition, health, some biohacking stuff that we talked about earlier, uh, which I'm a big fan of. So that's all going to be on YouTube starting June 1st
5: that's amazing i actually have some contacts on youtube we should share that we'd love to hear it yeah but you know my parents were chiropractors growing up so i believe in natural medicine i believe in remedies and i uh, you should see my cabinet there's a lot of natural stuff in there and in fact on the elevator down here you gave me good medical advice and i was already doing that that's true that's funny (laughs) yeah so i'm a health nut as well but on that note thank you jay for making the time out of your busy schedule thank you david it was fun Thanks to all of you for joining me as we follow the prophet and a big thanks to my friend, Jay Feldman. He's the co-founder of Otter PR and real thought leader in the entrepreneurial community. And of course, I'd like to thank my producers, Emiliano Limon, Cheyenne Reed, Scott Hantler, and of course our executive producer, newt gingrich you might recognize that name and his right hand lady debbie myers i'm your host david grasso if you're enjoying the show give us five stars this one was really fun so give us a review and talk all about what you heard about follow the prophet is a production of gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iheart radio visit the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
9: All opinions expressed by David Grasso and his guests on the show are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Gingrich 360 or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by David Grasso on this podcast, television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by David Grasso as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. David Grasso's opinions are based upon information he considers reliable, but neither Gingrich Productions nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. David Grasso, Gingrich Productions, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on this website. David Grasso's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of David Grasso's compensation from Gingrich Productions is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither David Grasso nor Gingrich 360 guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this website or on the show. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must take an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show. Before acting on information on this website or on the show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor.
8: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
1: The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One, iHeart Country, Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, loud, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride. Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.